Welcome to 5050, a music podcast presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to 5050, the music podcast presented by CinemaSins. My name is Mike Hester, and this is Barrett Chair. Hey! We're glad to have you here on our first one. We had this idea for this podcast where Barrett and I are both big music guys, mm-hmm. quite a bit. He, as you know, does music video sins, and he focuses a lot on the popular songs, which are great. I love Top 40, and I love all that, and I don't know a ton about it because I'm more of an indie guy. I have a radio show on our local station, uh, WXNA 101.5 here in Nashville, where I play a lot of new music, indie-focused and weird-focused uh, rock and dark or whatever (laughs) there is out there that catches my ear and it's a hobby for me and i just love doing it but it means i don't pay a lot of attention to barrett's world and barrett you don't pay a lot of attention to a lot of the underground stuff because you're working on uh, more of the pop oriented it's weird because i think we have a mutual appreciation for and we're being you know a little bit uh, pedantic and in in uh, <laughs> and, and generic in uh, dividing these into popular music and yeah, indie yeah. and under well uh, under under known music, uh, but it's but we have an appreciation for both sides. So we're here to expose ourselves to each other. <laughs> exactly, that's very well put, Barrett. Exactly how I'd say it. I I think that there are a lot of great bands out there, all over the place. And it's getting harder and harder to find it mm-hmm. because I don't think that they are on the radio as much. I remember back even when we were growing up, even the more popular stations might play some underground things. Yep. Um, and if you're just going by radio, it's not really there. Meanwhile, there's this whole underground blog and streaming and radio stations that are there that play a ton of new music. And frankly, what I see are people who are like, slightly obsessive like myself about it we're the ones who are finding all this and that just doesn't feel right it feels like more things should be getting out there on this at the same time there is this overworld that world where you have very popular music and it's not there it's not in these sources and i tend to ignore it which i don't like frankly i Mm. want to know what's going on uh, with you know Taylor Swift, who has a new album mm-hmm. and all that. I want to know about Old Town Road and all of these things, which I just <laughs> don't know a ton about, and I'm excited to learn more about. So hopefully that uh, sells you on the show a little bit. You can find out a lot of interesting bands and uh, get some more explanation about what's popular. Because if you're like me, I think there are a lot of people who just aren't tuned in at no, all how do to you what's fi- popular. How do you find this stuff? Because I came from, we came from very similar worlds, especially in our formative years of, of finding music that was a little bit unusual. Like pop has never been my specialty growing up. Yeah. I was into a lot of indie bands, especially in the wake of the nineties, you know, kind of underground sub pop drag city type of like revolution Uh coming up the post rock stuff. And I really followed a lot of that stuff. And just kind of by happenstance, started going more into pop and hip hop. And really, hip hop has become the majority of pop these days, uh, with a few exceptions that we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, it, I, I want to get back into that world a little bit. It's funny, in prepping for this uh, this podcast, I've listened to a lot of even pop songs that I haven't been familiar with that are yeah. out there in the awesome. the general ethosphere. Ethosphere? What the <laughs> fuck is that? 
Uh, can we curse on this? Should we curse on this? I think we're going to curse Fuck on this. Yeah, I don't. Probably. I don't think there's any way you and I can be excited about something and not swear. So, <laughs> but yeah, no. I, I there's a lot more. And in, in the bottom line is that we both love music, and we both have a pretty good amount of knowledge on you know current and and uh, uh, past music. And we're here to enlighten both each other and hopefully you, the listener. Yeah, I'm viewing this as trying to sell you. Barrett <laughs> on a few bands because I think there are some great bands out there that people can get into. I hear a lot of people saying there's no good new music. If they're not into what's popular stuff, see, there's no good rock music yeah. or, or there's no good, you know, uh, I don't know, indie or synth or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, there's a ton. But I don't think that your media outlets are doing a great job of getting those bands out there. No, they're not. And you have to search them. You actually have to do the work to and it is rewarding when you find something that that nobody else has heard of or you know very few people have heard of but because of many factors the the death of the the label the traditional label industry you know the the media outlets themselves you know rolling stone can only do so much spin is on its last leg that kind of thing uh nme is still out there i guess but you know there's not the traditional media outlets can't keep up with everything and the death of the dj on the radio mm-hmm. who would actually you know hear something and think oh this is cool i think this will appeal to a mass audience i'm gonna play it and, and see what happens you go through the history of top 40 there are so many songs that are just like a b-side yeah and somebody decided well i like this song yeah. i'm gonna flip it we're gonna play the other side and it turns out to be a huge hit uh, you Do you know one example right off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, uh, uh, Blackwater by uh, Doobie Brothers. Really? That was a B-side. <laughs> it's the sort of good, appealing song that everybody should hear. Yeah. And they were just kind of B-sides are thrown on. And if you look, it happens over and over and over again. So, and that doesn't happen now. Yeah. yeah. And it's a shame because you have Jack FM where it's you know <laughs> they don't even have a DJ. They don't. Right. And that's that uh, Jack FM, I think, is like national, right? Oh, yeah. It's a national. It's all over. And it's, uh, you know, um, you'll hear REO Speedwagon, you know, a bunch. And you'll I, hear some prints, but you won't be hearing anything. I know. You won't be hearing anything new. And no. there are a ton of new bands out there. There are some online stations um, in other countries. And I, you know, BBC Six or Triple J in Australia, like that, who do a good job. And we do have KEXP and some stations like this. And mm-hmm. I would say WXNA here in Nashville, uh, where we play some other stuff. Um, but there's not enough. Mm-hmm. And it's not in uh, they're really the public conscious. So hopefully, if you're out there listening, maybe, uh, maybe you want to hear some new stuff. And maybe you are curious what the popular stuff is. And uh, Baird will tell you yeah, about that. Yeah, baby. So... <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. First thing we're ever going to do. Uh, this is <laughs> this is hilarious to me. There's a song from a musician, a, a musician that got his start on SoundCloud, as many musicians, particularly hip-hop SoundCloud musicians. SoundCloud is awesome. SoundCloud is something else. Uh, and, uh, the, the guy's name is Lil Nas X. I've heard uh, of him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he, uh, I have read a good deal, but keep going. He used a sample from an obscure nine inch nails song and, uh, kind of reworked it into a country trap type of, uh, little ditty that was right around two minutes called old town road. 
this was m- probably at the beginning of 2019, maybe has gone back into 2018. It's been, seems like it's been in the popular consciousness for all time. Yeah. Uh, I first heard it probably in the February, d- 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 middle spring of this year, 2019. And uh, I not only listened to it, but I also kind of got like some some cultural um, repercussions around it, surrounding it. So I actually kind of heard more of the story before I actually heard the song. And for whatever reason, Mike, father of two, uh, wonderful husband, works works a fine job, does a, does a good work. <laughs> he has somehow avoided this song up until this point. I don't turn on the radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Other than... My own station. Well, you know? There's that, and you listen to podcasts. And I and listen to that. podcasts yeah. and, and lots of new music shows and lots of new singles, because you can do that on streaming, but it's just never come up. I've yes. never heard it. Yes. So so what we're going to do now? Whoa. What? We are going to play Old Town Road for oh Mr. God. Mike Hester. Not for oh you my people. God. You people go, just pause it and go listen to it yourself if you haven't listened to it. We can't play it on the podcast, but we're going to pause this. We're going to let Mike listen to this two and a half minute song. It's the remix with Billy Ray Cyrus, by oh, the way, okay. that you're going to hear. Because it's it's essentially the same song. Isn't that the thing where there have been Ray. like five remixes and that's yes. how it's been? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's the also been, uh, we'll talk about BTS, this K-pop band that's been, a boy band that's been taking over the world. Yeah, yeah. They did a remix recently, oh, wow. too. So uh, it's called Soul Town Road. Soul okay. meaning Korea. You know, uh-huh. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's been a lot of remixes. But this is this is the standard remix with Billy Ray Cyrus and Lil Nas X. And we will be back right after we play this for Mr. Mike. All right. You have now heard the the landmark Hot 100 number one song for like 90 weeks in a row. Longest ever number one song, and that was it. That was it? That was a song that beat all the other ones. That's the one. What are your thoughts? First of all, that should be on the country charts. Uh-huh. I'm uh-huh. going to say that that is a country s- song with a rap beat. Uh-huh. You could change it slightly and have Johnny Cash record that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be a little bit different, but you could... That that could be recorded in a country style at any time. Dude, it, it's, it's good. That's a... <laughs> it is it, good, right? It's, it's not the best song I've ever heard, but <laughs> that's a good summer song. Right? Like... If some one type of song of the summer sort of thing is a song that's a little slowed down, just like, you know, when it's 95 degrees outside, mm-hmm. you're a little slowed down. And that's a hook that's going to, you know, it, it, you might not immediately think of it as a hook, but it kind of is. Yeah. And it's going to kind of, I could see that being a real earworm. And it I definitely could, is. And I could definitely see how middle schoolers <laughs> would like really be attracted yeah. to that. As soon as they started, you know, it's a decent enough song and it has this... You know, I've seen the images. He's a cool-looking guy, and Billy Ray's looking good. Yeah, I could see how people could latch onto that. Right, I, I got no problem with that. It's the so the the history of this song is very is a little bit complicated, but yeah, the uh, it started, I believe, as a I, I mentioned Little Nas X is more of a SoundCloud guy, but he started off on TikTok, which is the even even shorter like little uh, almost like a Vine like service where you you do little videos and. He started this with this germ of an idea of Old Town Road making a country trap or country rap song. And there's elements of all that stuff in there. There's a mm-hmm. trap beat. There's rapping. There's country in there. He actually sings the hook on the, the second one there. Nice yeah. 
A little auto-tune, but it has a nice little thing. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the country chart. There's a, a little bit of a history there. Um, the song was on the country chart when it was just Lil Nas X mm-hmm. performing it. Um, and then Billboard said, this doesn't, uh, this doesn't belong here. A lot of stuff that could go into that we're not going to go into now about <laughs> why they decided that. Uh, but I think as at least sort of a response to that, uh, Lil Nas X uh, somehow hooked up with Billy Ray Cyrus, whose country is apple fucking pie, yeah. and got him in there. Voice sounds great on <laughs> yeah. this track. That, that's pretty good marketing right there. It is. He knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so it, the, the song has taken on a life of its own. It's, it's not only had that remix... Maybe a month or two later, they released a music video with a bunch of stars in it. Chris Rock and like uh, the uh, there's a the, the, just a ton of people in there, um, and uh, that you know went bazillion views on YouTube. And now he's he's released his EP and it's got uh, you know a lot of buzz for that too. Yeah, good for him. You know, I said Johnny Cash. I'm, maybe it'd be more like '90s country. That would do that, or maybe even like seventies country. Sure, you know, because they all they kind of had different sounds in different eras. But you could kind of go back and picture different artists picking that up. Yeah, from back in the day. At the same time, I can't really see Run DMC. Maybe, well, maybe. No, well, I I couldn't. Um, yeah. At least in the in the manner because it seems authentic to me. Yeah. This song, it, it doesn't seem like he's doing a parody of a country song no, even though he's no. got some you know affected uh, accents and stuff like that he seems like he's genuinely like into this yeah and it seems from from all of his like you know press releases and interactions and stuff like that he's way into this he loves this he appreciates the uh, the fame that he's gotten from it and and the response that he's gotten yeah. from it. you know i'm really into music with heart music seems to come from an honest place and that this seems to come from an honest place yeah. this seems this i've heard a lot of bad country <laughs> there is a lot of bad I country music, especially as you're going around in probably anywhere in the South and a lot of places in the country. You're at the mall and you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. What is this terrible, yeah, terrible yeah. song they're playing? This is fine. Yeah. yeah th- this is a good song. I'm glad that this is the big hit because I like this a lot better than some of those other songs that were number one for a dozen weeks. Or you, whatever. you could see how this has got more, I, I believe. I don't know exactly which Drake song it was. It may be God's plan that this unseated as the the longest running number yeah. one. Uh, you could see how this has much more crossover appeal, I think, objectively than something like a Drake song that you know I can listen to. I don't like that song at all, uh, but I do like Drake in general, uh, and I could see people being turned off from his his oeuvre, his uh-huh. his style. But being, you know, affectionate towards Lil Nas X, who has just this genial, like you said, authentic yeah. uh, style. And there's nothing dangerous about it. Or, you mm. know, there's nothing, there's no like sexy or anything, which I like sexy music, just like yeah. a lot of us do. But it does, you don't need to have that. And I feel like that could broaden the appeal because I can mm. play that for, you know, mothers you know yeah, a lot of yeah. people are a lot older and they're not going to find anything bad about it they're going to say okay got a little bit of a beat yeah you know it's good it's a good song nothing bad in the lyrics yeah so, mm. all right so we've officially good. converted mike hester yeah i'm in noted that- indie auteur renowned music critic uh-huh uh, yeah. mike hester into Lil Nas X. Speaking of authentic music, uh, <laughs> man, I 
like I mentioned earlier, you hear a lot of people saying there's no good rock. Yes, rock is rock and roll has been dead, I think, since 1980. But it's not. <laughs> there's <laughs> no, so much great not. music out there, and I was going through my head trying to think, what, who are the great rock bands out there, and who would I want to talk about first? I thought about Fontaine's DC, a band that I love. Um, mm. pretty, they're from Dublin. Uh-huh. They got a really strong accent, so I don't know if it'll play well great in the United States. But uh, they only got one album. It's great, but... Uh, uh, another band called Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever that I just love. Um, they have uh, two or three albums. Good rock. But I wanted to talk about a band that to me is is reaching legendary status mm. because they're so prolific, so awesome, and every album is different and interesting. And I'm going to talk about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, <laughs> which is such a great name for a band. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yeah, apparently they had two different guys who wanted to name the band. One was going to be Gizzard Gizzard, I think, and one was going to be Lizard King, and they just combined them. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's these seven guys from the state of Victoria in Australia. I think the main guy's name is Stu. Uh, it comes from a town of like 2,500 people just huh. on the sea. So these, these are just some really cool guys who got together and started playing and then developed this insane work ethic. Between 2012 and 2017, six years, they put out 13 albums. Ooh. They put out five albums in 2017. <laughs> what? Five. Are they good? Yeah, they're all good. Wow. At times, great. Wow. It's insane. And I, I'm, I'm just going to go through, because they had some of the early stuff, started out kind of rock, and they did some psych. They did like a jazz psych funk album. Ooh. Called, it's called... They did an album. They just had an idea. We're going to play an album where all four songs are the same length, 10 minutes and 10 seconds. We're going to call it Quarters. <laughs> and, and so that was like jazz. And then they turned around in 2016. They did Nonagon Infinity, which is just straight ahead, awesome rock. Just one song folds into the other, one hook after another. Like the minor hook in one song will then turn into the major hook in the next song. Ooh. And then like at the end, like it ends right where you started, so you can just play it in a loop. It was the 2016 ARIA Best Hard Rock and Heavy Metal Album of the Year. Oh. They did that. And that was at the end of 2016. Then in their their Ennis Mirabilis in 2017, <laughs> I'm going to call it that. They started off with Flying Microtonal Banana. <laughs> this is fucking What great, a great man. name for this band's freaking legendary. <laughs> they decide, oh, we're going to bring in some Turkish stuff. We're going to bring in Turkish scales. We're going to bring in Turkish instrumentation and do it in our own kind of rock style. And it's it's. It's good. Is this what do you mean by Turkish stuff? Like, uh, like they, they, what you'd hear, like in Middle Eastern type of. Yeah, they brought in this this uh, instrument called a baglama. Huh. I don't even know what that is, but it's delicious. It sounds delicious. It's dripped in honey and everything. <laughs> it's something where like <laughs> like you can move the frets and and things like that. Mm. So, and I think um, is some other non-Western uh, scale. Huh. Right, and they just now we're gonna play that, and they put that out in February of 2017. Then in June they put out Murder of the Universe, this like concept album where Balrog comes back, and that's <laughs> why so he comes and turns into, uh, you know, like turns into a cyborg and then comes back alive, and it's like a triple album almost. And, and these guys it, are already tripping me out, by the way. It it gets crazier. It's almost like they took the video game Altered Beast. (laughs) And there are like four different songs called Altered Beast. And turned it into 
a an album and I love it. It's so good and it just plays on stuff. They do this thing a lot where they'll take a theme and a hook and they'll just go over and over and over again. Almost it reminds me of opera somewhat, where you'll huh. hear the same the same thing over and over. They will go into that. Um then like so that this this is like hard rock Black Sabbath type stuff there, yeah, yeah. right? Then in August they team up with psychedelic jazz project Mild High Club, who is very mild. <laughs> and and they're good if you're interested. They've had some really nice songs, but they're slow. And they put out this like da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, like soft album called Sketches of Brunswick East. Wow. <laughs> yeah. They do that. Then, then... Uh, that was their 12th studio album we're going it put out in november was polygondwana land that's the one i've heard of actually yeah. that was written up quite a bit uh during that that around that release yeah well, the thing is they put it out directly into the public domain really they oh, just like this is this is for everybody it. you can do it something like 88 different labels went and printed their own version which is what they wanted they said wow. start your own record label here we'll give you an album just do what you want with this <laughs> nice and there's some good things on that and then uh the day the very last day of the year they put out uh one more album gum gum boot soup which was kind of like other song other songs that they had written <laughs> that didn't quite fit into the other four and it's good too and it's kind it's a little bit more all over the place but that's crazy and then they 2018 they kind of took off uh, re-released some of their earlier stuff, toured a lot, uh-huh. so they didn't really <laughs> take it off. And then 2019, they come out and they put out a song, this album, Fishing for Fishies, <laughs> which they wanted to be like this blues album, and it kind of ended up more of their own style, but like they're trying to make a blues album. Nice. After all that. Nice. And there's some great stuff on that. A lot of booging and... <laughs> Like inv- all this environmental stuff, like we don't want to harm the fish. We're not. I'm not going to go fishing because it hurts the fish. Like nice. what? <laughs> and then right before they put out the album, like two weeks before, they release a thrash metal single. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows why it's not on the track list. It ends up not being on the album, <laughs> and it turns out in a couple of weeks, on August the 16th, they're going to put out a thrash metal album. Wow. All right. That's going to sure. be their 15th album. They're just all over the place. And the thing is, there is not an album I've listened to. That either I loved it all the way through, or there are at least a couple of like bangers, like really good songs on it. How do you this even band des- is insane. describe? Well, that's probably the best way to describe this band, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Uh, are the, the musicianship itself is is really they're good. they're really good. They have two drummers. Nice. They have all the stuff they got. Uh, their main guy is Stu McKenzie. I want to read just all the stuff that he has done. <laughs> he does vocals, guitar, keyboards, piano, synthesizer, mellotron, flute, bass, guitar, saxophone, clarinet, sitar, Zerna percussion, harmonica, and of course, Baglama. Wow. <laughs> he truly is the King Gissard. And that's just one guy. You know, you have another guy that's vocals and guitars, and they're all playing organs and synthesizers and, and you know, two drummers. And then they have this this other guy who, like, does all their artwork, and their artwork is fantastic. I've seen their artwork. That is crazy. It's fantastic. Yeah. They are legendary. This is a band. They've got some uh, top five albums in Australia where they're from. Uh-huh. So they're catching on back home. This band should be like in that Black Sabbath type category where everybody knows about them. Even if you're not into it, you know about them. And rock fans should just be obsessed. Should be obsessed. This band, every time they put out something new, I, I can't believe it. I just love them. Well, yeah, even if you don't like one thing, it sounds like the next thing is completely different. It's completely so you different. Into it. Like, you know, they're a whole different band. They're going into blues or whatever. Yeah, so I just wanted to uh, sell that. We are going to put out a YouTube 
playlist. Should maybe should have mentioned that earlier. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna put some of that out there, and you can go listen to it yourself. Of course, this is the age of streaming. Just go, go freaking listen to whatever you want. That's so, true. Yeah. You've sold me, man. I'm gonna be like wallowing in King Wizard and the Lizard Wizard. All I'm gonna night. send you a few tracks. Because oh, please! It's just so much fun. So there you go. I think I've sold them. No, yeah, man. Because that there's a there's a rock shaped hole in my heart. Uh, because like you said, it's not in the popular consciousness. Who are the big rock bands in pop music today? Panic at the Disco, if you can call them rock. They yeah. used to be rockish. They mm-hmm. used to be emo rockish. Uh, Foo Fighters are still kicking around. Yeah. Pearl Jam is still kicking around. Imagine Dragons is the closest that we've got <sighs> to like a big rock band. Coldplay is pretty much on, you know, I guess they're still kicking around somewhere. But there's not a King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard type of a band in the popular consciousness right now. And think about all those bands. How long have they been around? Most of them, you know, well, of course, yeah, Pearl I mean, Jam's been around forever. And even like Panic! and the Disco or whatever. Yeah, they've been around. For, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, they've been around a minute. And it's there's not a way for these new bands to really get heard in yeah. America. I don't think so. I bands like this, you need to go, you need to check out. And, um, hopefully this is turning some ears on to people. No, totally. Stuff. I mean, even when you get to around to the Grammys and MTV VMAs, they don't even have a rock category anymore. I don't think, or at least nah. they don't broadcast it. When you get to the Grammys, it's so washed over. You never see a rock performance there at all. And then you see, it's like the old Jethro Tull versus Metallica's Black album back in the day. Like it's it's all geriatric stuff. It's if Foo Fighters have released something new, or like Pearl Jam has done something new, or like you know. They, and then they'll throw in like Wolf Alice or something yeah, like that, uh-huh. and you'll be like, "What? Okay, yeah, I guess that's fine." Yeah, but that's not. I don't. I've heard Wolf Alice. It's fine. I love Wolf, I, Wolf it's Alice. Good. I, yeah, but it's it's just weird that that's the the level of exposure that we're getting. So that's why you need to listen to this podcast. Yeah. I'm already intrigued by this this podcast. I want to listen to it again. All right, I'll, I'll talk briefly about this. All right, I want to ask you a question. Yeah, what is the the general state of pop music today? What's your impression? Obviously, you're not mired in it. You're not exposed to it a lot. But just like the normal guy walking down the street would say, there's no good rock bands anymore. And you would say, of course there is. You just got to, here's here's this and this and this Uh and this. So what is your perspective of pop music today? It seems like you got a lot of, like, trap. Mm -hmm. You got a good amount of of hip-hop. And you got your Taylor Swifts Mm -hmm. in there. Anything Beyonce is going to do is going to be there. It it feels like if you're a name, you're you're going to get into that. And then where's the new stuff coming from? I guess BTS or whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I'm kind of flailing a bit because there are all these, I know a few different bands. I know a few different people and I don't quite see how they all connect. Yeah. So no, you're, you're flailing a bit because that's correct. In fact, somebody like me that's that's kind of plugged into a lot of this stuff i had to ask myself that question uh earlier in the week saying like how would you describe pop music right now uh because there's there's so much there's always so much going on you go back to 1983 there's a changing of the guard of like new wave and and you know uh, pop and and uh you know uh, uh r&b and stuff like that coming in 
and kind of flip flopping the, uh, the 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 whole landscape there. So this is this is very common, but. I've been disillusioned with the pop landscape recently because you hear the same things over and over. Yeah. You hear Ariana Grande over and over again. You hear Taylor Swift over and over again. You hear Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, you know, these, these types of things. Even Panic at the Disco, which I, I have moderate excitement for. Uh, but it, but it's, it's, it's become a little stale for me. So I went back and I looked at, you know, what, who the really popular artists are right now. And I started looking at Lil Nas X, uh, who is maybe not the greatest musician in the world, but he's exciting. Yeah. I looked at Billie Eilish, uh, who is a 17-year-old, what, what what is referred to as a pop prodigy. Um, she's got a very signature style, but I think there's a lot, th- there seems like there's a lot there. There's not a Fiona Apple level there, and mm-hmm. she's a whole different conversation that I want to have on one of these kind <laughs> of, uh, I love Fiona Apple, but Billie Eilish is exciting. Uh, you've got Shawn Mendes, who is pretty much mired in good-looking teen idol like pop star right now, but he plays his own instruments. He's he writes his own songs. He seems like he's got a good sense of self. He's Canadian, and I feel like he's he's got the package to be able to to put this together. Um, you've got Lizzo. Have you are you familiar? I with love Lizzo? Lizzo. The song Juice might be my favorite song all year. It's so great, and mm-hmm. and this is starting to get radio play now. Good. Lizzo is starting to get radio play. She's good. she's gotten. Uh, music video play, even in like you know the epic awesome videos and stuff like that. She's starting to get on the radio now, and she is one of the most exciting artists to come out this year for sure. Um, and then you've got Tyler the Creator that uh, that released his Igor album this year, and he's got he's got a complicated history. I need to listen to more of that, but he is a very exciting. Uh, listen to a song called Earthquake. Earthquake. All uh, right. Well, Earthquake. Earthquake. Yes. Um, yeah, that's how it's titled. He actually awesome. pronounces it yeah, Earthquake. Nice. Uh, but he has always been an exciting artist to me. Uh, he's had some real issues with his lyrical content, uh, the phrases and the the the, uh, the pejorative language that he uses. That plagues a lot of artists, and they're especially in their early years. Yeah. Um, but but Igor, from what I've heard so far, is a really interesting album, and and he comes from that odd future background with like frank ocean yeah and uh you know some really exciting artists so you're my, not the only person i've heard say that i need to check that out yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's th- that it rides that line between like pop sensibilities and then irreverence to where you know they're not going to be you know forced into a corner like like a you know what, what would you say like a I don't want to call anybody out by name, but like a lot of artists would be, they, you know, you're, you're hopeful that he's not going to do a track with DJ Khaled or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And that DJ Khaled is a whole other conversation. Uh-huh. To have. <laughs> but my main point that I wanted to make to you, Mike Hester is, is to, to, to take hope, to, to, to <laughs> fill yourself with the hope that pop music is generally getting into the right hands. And there could be, some very exciting uh, artists to lead the way into the next decade. Well, I hope that they're starting to pick up on your SoundCloud Bandcamp type artists, like Lizzo has been doing yeah. a lot of smaller stuff for a while and really earned everything that she's getting. And for somebody to come up and be come up and be fun, like Little Nas X, yeah, that's good. And he like he he earned that, right? He did. He did. He did. And and artists like Lil Peep, he had a much more varied output than people give him credit for. Conversely, you have people like Takashi Six Nine, uh, another one of the SoundCloud rappers with face tattoos and stuff like that, who has a 
disgusting legal history when it yeah. comes to violence and sex and things like that. Uh, so there's there's some winners and there's some losers uh-huh. there. But the point <laughs> is is that there there is gold in in them that are hills. Anyway. <laughs> What the fuck? So I, I'm excited. <laughs> I am le- legitimately excited about where pop music is going to go in the next decade. Really? And, and okay, I, awesome. Well, you've made me excited, too. That sounds great. I was genuinely excited about pop music in the turn of the century. Yeah. I was not excited about pop music at the turn of this decade. Yeah. There was nothing really exciting in pop pop music going on in 2010 outside of maybe Lady Gaga, and even by then... The poor lady had started to kind of wane. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, this is this is good stuff. We're 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 headed in the right direction. All right, that's yeah. awesome. All right, you're you gonna you're gonna play me a song. I'm gonna play you a song. I was gonna do. I, I kind of want to introduce you to a new song, maybe on every one of these episodes, and mm-hmm. trying to get something new. And I thought about doing "I Love It If You Made It" by the 1975, and then I realized that was a lot more popular than I, yes, I understood. I heard it, and I love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a great song. Everyone should hear it. I also uh, thought about doing another song called uh, "Night Shift" by uh, Lucy Dacus. Have you heard mm-hmm. that? Are you familiar with that? Not as popular, but it's it's about a year old. Um, if we had done this a year ago, I'd be playing that for you. <laughs> but I want to hear your opinion on this other song. Uh, the album's coming out Friday. Uh, band is called The Bird and the Bee. Okay. Uh, who you may have heard of. They've been around about 10 years. Yes. Had a couple things. Yes. It's a concept album, a full album of covers. They have done Hot for Teacher, <laughs> Gender Reversed. Okay. <laughs> featuring Beck as the teacher. Really? Every time I hear this, I have a different opinion and a different emotion attached to it. I really want to hear what you think about this, because it's kind of like jazz swing with Beck talking over it and sexy and women going crazy, and it's so, so different. Coming out this Friday, Burden the Bee, vol- like Masters. It's, it's all David Lee Roth Van Halen covers. Can we listen to it now? We need to listen to it okay. right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause, and we'll be right back with this. Oh my God, that's so much fun. Isn't that crazy? That is so much fun. I I knew you would be into that. I had to play that for you. Okay. It's such a great song it's, and so something. Tell me. Because I, I hate the original song. Really? I hate the original oh, song. Oh, wow, wow. I love the drum beats and I love you know the, the, the heavy riffing and stuff yeah. like that. But I think you know generally it's just like a... Like a dick hard, stupid, like fantasy <laughs> fucking song. Uh-huh. Uh, so having the gender reversed, Beck is hilarious on this. Uh-huh. Uh, but the instrumentation is perfect, uh, and it is just fucking great, man. Isn't that it, crazy? It reminds me a lot of. Did you ever hear the uh, the Cardigans do their version of Iron Man? No, the that Black sounds Sabbath awesome. Version. It was on First Band to the Moon. That was their first album. Yeah, that Love Fool was on the big hit. Yeah. And it had their Swedish lead singer doing the "I am Iron Man," and it had like <laughs> a very like jazzy type of feel to it. Uh, this is very different in that the instrumentation is is so outstanding, um, and it's a little more audacious. But uh, oh my god, that's so fun! Well, that is so fun. It's so fun and so crazy, and they're they're such great 
instrumentals. And I love how she did the chorus. She changed the notes just slightly, yep. kind of yep. downshifted a little bit, and it works. Yes. It totally works. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's still a little skeezy. It is. But, but hey, it's, but that, it's a fun make-believe thing. That's the thing. That's why I said every time I listen to it, I have a different emotion. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a little skeezy. He's like, I need but you I don't to stay know. after class. I know, but I'm like... I don't know. Isn't isn't music supposed to? <laughs> yeah, it's escapist. It's it certainly is. escapist. It and and when it comes from that perspective, uh, rather than David Lee Roth and his raging boner, yeah, this is a lot more palate palatable. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I am so glad you introduced me to that. That's very cool. I, I knew you'd like that. Uh, yeah, they got a whole album of the early stuff coming out. There's the other one I really like is "Ain't Talking About Love," uh, but that's a pretty straightforward uh but but done in the same style nice and nice you know, good, good stuff. i can't wait and i saw on their their page that they had done the this is the second reinterpreting mm-hmm. masters the first one was hollow notes, notes. <laughs> and uh, i'll definitely explore that, that yeah it's cool. uh, i could i could see a lot of gold coming out of that uh-huh yeah let's wrap let's it up baby let, let's go um it's gonna go into some New releases, because I think we've gone on quite a while. Uh, coming out in August, it's supposed to be a new Lana Del Rey album. I don't know really? if you've heard oh, any yeah. of her. I, her earlier stuff, I liked. It was good. I'm good with it. This new stuff, I think, could be incredible. Really? There's a song, Venice Bitch. It's like a 10-minute, yeah. probably yeah. my song of the summer sort of thing. It came out last September. They still don't yeah. have the album out yet. <laughs> it's supposed to come out in August. All three lead singles are great. Um, you had the Burden B, like I said, Ride. You remember Ride? Oh, they're from still years around. Ago. They reformed and they're great again. Oh, playing wow. great shoe gaze. That's coming out in the 16th. Slater Kenny yeah, is back. Yeah, yeah. There's this other, uh, speaking of good rock bands, there's a band called the OCs who seem to put out a couple albums every year. O S E E O O H space S E E S. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've yeah. heard of them. Yeah. They're good. There's this country artist from New Orleans called Esther Rose. Hmm. It's her second album, and uh, this is a song, Handyman, which is just great. I am so into her and can't wait for this album to come out. I heard the first album. It's good. Mm. Well, all four lead singles of the second album are phenomenal, mm. so I can't wait to hear the rest of that. There is the unholy triumvirate of Taylor Swift, Tanya Tucker, and Vince Gill, who are putting out their own albums. <laughs> Taylor Swift, she's had three lead singles. Uh, the first one was good it was well it was it, it's called me with an exclamation uh-huh. point yeah uh, the second one is you need to calm down which is a, a very like uh uh, uh lgbt uh anthemic type of thing uh-huh. it's got a nice nice beat to it and a, a nice message and then she's got a new one called archer that just came out um that's a little as jeremy described it very sleepy so I, from what I've heard, it sounds much, much better than Reputation or previous album. But okay. um, I'm not gonna like run out and like sperm all over it. <laughs> I might do that later in the that privacy of my own home. <laughs> Buried at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Hang on, guys. <laughs> Got to honor Taylor Swift here. Uh-huh. Uh, Tool has a new album. <laughs> I've heard Did about you know that. that? Yes. Yeah, they have one. Bon is coming back. I don't really like them, but people do. Yeah. There's this band called Whitney. Uh, who does some really cool, uh, really good, like, you know, kind of pop indie sort of stuff that I've liked their lead stuff. It's coming out at the end of August. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, thrash metal album from King Gizzard and the Lizard. Lizard. <laughs> I'm down, man. I'm down. There's so much, so much good stuff. This is the thing. So much good music is coming out all the time. That's August. September is going to be 
fantastic. It's going to be a great fall for music. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited that we're doing this. Uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, so everybody let us know. We're going to be hosting this on iTunes or Apple Podcasts at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, so subscribe there. Give us a rating if you liked it or not. Give us some feedback. Uh, we're going to link it to a SoundCloud page so you can uh, you know, give some comments there. We will have a Twitter handle that we'll tweet out uh, soon. And uh, yeah, we want to know what you what you think about this because I'm having fun, and I think Mike is having fun. I'm having a ton of fun. And if we're having fun, then hopefully you're having fun. I just love that. Definitely check us out at, of course, Music Video Sins, where Barrett is at. I am on uh, WXNA Nashville from 9 to 11 every Friday night doing New Music Fridays, where I play a lot of my favorite stuff that came out that Friday and has come out this year and is coming out later. And uh, tune on in. Yeah, baby. WXNALP.org and listen to the archives or whatever you want. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. It's a pleasure to have you. We love the podcast. Thank you, Barrett. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we'll see you next time.